Thank you for tuning into Sochcast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your favorite show. Refresh your wardrobe with lifestyle stylish collection. That's totally worth it. Shop for curated fashion essentials from 3.99 and trendy work from home styles from 4.99. Visit your nearest store today. Style that's worth it. Lifestyle, your style, your store. Patient zero, जिसके सिस्टम में वायरस का आखिरी म्यूटेशन जन्म लेगा, उसे रोकना पड़ेगा. और उसे कैसे रोकोगे तुम? मैं नहीं. आप आपको रोकना होगा काम आप करेंगे डॉक्टर वट आप तैयार हो डॉक्टर दुनिया बचाने के लिए वायरस 2062 सुनिए सारे एपिसोड्स बिल्कुल फ्री सिर्फ स्पॉटिफाई पर Deepthi Nair brings to you a show called Things That Matter in which you can listen and learn what fuels people to do the things they do and much more. Things That Matter. I don't know if you can realize what it means to grow up with a family that is so small, just mother and father and child, nobody else in the world because my mother has lost all her family in Auschwitz that is part of the experience the other part of the experience is to grow with a mother that suffers all her life because such a trauma is never recovered she always described holocaust as something that she uh, she was not herself at that period but it came back to her during nights so she had, she had nightmares and she was crying a lot My formal name is Judith. Judith is Judith in Hebrew. Judith is the name of my grandmother. So I carry my grandmother within me. I carry the mother of my grandmother within me. I carry the mother of the mother of my grandmother within me and I carry my mother within me. So me is also, you know, all the history or her story of my mother's. So in a way I carry the Holocaust on my back. Meet Diti Ronan, an Israeli scholar and artist. She is the author of three poetry books, Little Bird, In a Moon, and With the Slip Showing. Ronan's poems are taught in academic institutions, adapted for the stage, and serve as lyrics for songs and as libretto for musical concerts. Ronan's mother was an Auschwitz survivor. Ronan talks to Radiowala about Holocaust literature and the importance of learning from history. Welcome, Diti. Thank you. I would just like to start off by asking uh there's such a rich body of work uh when we talk about the Holocaust whether it is art literature films or music. Yeah. And a lot of people have been touched by one form or the other. Mhm. Uh it is also in a sense keeping the collective memory alive. Uh how important is it to remember? Well, I think we study from uh, our memories, we study from our collective memories. Uh, that's what uh, makes us different than uh, any other creature uh we're supposed to study. Unfortunately, we don't always study. We have to learn history, to learn our stories and to become better persons. So, uh his story is his story now i'm giving also lectures about her story her story is very important so uh, collective memories are what we have in order to create our um, 
mutual base uh, to to have our uh, opinions to have our feelings to have our uh, uh, ambitions that is what builds ourselves we are built upon our past mm-hmm. and that is what we say past mm-hmm. your personal trist with the tragedy your mother was a, a survivor holocaust survivor yes and uh, how do you deal with so much of darkness oh you become optimistic that's the only way you can deal with this darkness you have to become optimistic because otherwise you live in darkness itself and you don't go out of it so in order to survive you have to have certain beliefs and you have to stick to these beliefs and to continue believing everything will be okay and to continue believing that the human being is good by nature and good will uh, be the winner yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> would you like to talk a little bit about your story i think most indian people were raised with the like grandmother or gr- and grandfather i never had one mm-hmm. i don't know if you can realize what it means to to grow up with a family that is so small just mother and father and child nobody else in the world because my mother has lost all her family in auschwitz so she came by herself only herself she knew nobody and then she married my father he was also alone his family was left in europe mm-hmm. and then the family is so slim so slim it's like you know it's like something that you have that you are hungry you strive for for some warm and some you know community but the family is so small nothing you have there and um course communicate with others so you you have to uh you know to make friends with other families that are small families this was very this was a norm in israel because uh, people came alone and they had no families mm-hmm. no relatives nobody so they were th- that is part of the experience the other part of the experience is to grow with a mother that suffers all her life because such a trauma is never recovered it's impossible to recover this uh, trauma exactly. you carry it on with your life and though my mother was optimistic and she made whatever she could uh, to make me feel that the world worth living and that there is good and the good must be discovered she always she always described holocaust as something that she uh, she was not herself at that period but it came back to her during nights so she had she had nightmares mm-hmm. and she was crying a lot and you know you are you're growing in a very um amb- ambig- ambiguous uh, situation it's it's uh, and you get a bit ambivalent with both on one hand you know she had uh, nightmares and you couldn't uh, uh, ignore it she mm-hmm. was uh, screaming in in nights mm-hmm. and then she woke up in the morning and she was very well dressed makeup smile and 
and you know do her job she was a writer too and she was a teacher in the university and she was a very uh, you know very active woman active even politically and uh, in very much spiritual uh, activity and sh- so she was a very active woman daytime she had you know hundreds of people going after her nighttime she was screaming mm-hmm. And, and it was like with, to grow with these two faces of my mother. But I, I also, I think it means also to grow with uh, somebody that uh, uh, you always forgive him. So I, I, I was born with this uh, endless amount of uh, uh, compassion to, con- to have ability to, to, you know, to, to have her with me. And never to be angry at her, mm-hmm. and always to accept that whatever she's doing is the only thing she can do because she had been through this uh, terrible suffer my uh, my name my former name is Judith Judith uh, Judith is Judith mm-hmm. in Hebrew mm-hmm. Judith is the name of my grandmother, mm-hmm. so I carry my grandmother within me, I carry the mother of my grandmother within within me. I carry the mother of the mother of my grandmother within me, and I carry my mother within me. So me is also all the fre- you know all the history or her story of my mother's. So in a way, I carry the Holocaust on my you know on my back and on my mind day and night I'm with it. It's not all my life. I'm optimistic. I have five children, I have a beautiful husband. I'm a writer. And I work in the university, I teach, I'm a housekeeper, I'm everything. Yes, I'm doing everything. But my life was, cre- I, my life was created by this movement of going out from the Holocaust. On one hand, and carrying the Holocaust on me on the other hand. So I'm both going out from the darkness and carrying the darkness within me. You know, this, this, you talked about the indirect influence. I mean, your mother, did she ever directly talk about her days uh, at the Auschwitz? Uh, only when she uh, became very old. Uh, she started, uh, not before she was uh, 75, 76. That was not old. But that time we started to uh, convince her, uh, please do talk about it. There will not be any memory and we have to have. She refused to. When she, whenever she was talking about the, uh, you know her experience, she was talking in an optimistic way. So uh, the poem that uh, uh, you were reading and now I'm going to read part of it is also an optimistic poem because it shows the, the power of, uh, of friendship and also that uh, in everyone there is a, a good part in even the soldier. has a good part in him and my mother used to show the good side of the things that she survived because of the good side otherwise she would not survive and the, the poem that uh, I'm going to read has to deal with the uh, friendship without friendship nobody would survive it was not taking care for your own business if you took care of For your own business, you never survived. You had to cooperate with others. And for women, we women, we must learn this lesson. If we do not cooperate with other women 
to establish our interest and to establish our abilities and our beliefs, we will not carry them out. The only way to carry out our beliefs and our abilities and our ambitions is to cooperate with other women. I'm sorry, it sounds political, but yes, it is political. <laughs> We would like to hear you, your poem. Uh, it recites some lines from Little Bird. Yeah. It was written in Hebrew. It was written in Hebrew. And uh, I thank to my translator, uh, Lynn Dion, and my son, Tal Ronan, who made the wonderful translation. And due to that translation, I'm able to read. I'll read just short paragraph. Begin with the Barak. It doesn't matter which one. They are all alike. Begin with the tenth barrack. Look, a handsome woman now lives it. Her walk is proud. Did you draw her? Draw her pretty, please. Pretty, bold and proud. Did you see? Her round face turned slender, accentuating big blue eyes. She looks up, sees blue skies, sneaking between the treetops that you drew and the tip of a cloud shaped like a longing she notices in detail remembers scents and flavor color and sound of before thinking spring sees the bird passing in front of her gliding her wings spread open begin with the officer Draw him tall. Accentuate his face, please. It is squared. Draw his strong jaw. His chin sticking out. Now the hair carefully done. His hat hanging in sloppy elegance. Have you seen his uniform? The emblems on his sleeves. Begin with the rifle. The officer holds the rifle in his hands. He stands by the barrack. The rifle in his hand. Now he lifts his weapon, aiming to the sky, pressing his cheek against the weapon, closing a non-aiming eye and searching. Draw him tall and very straight. He looks through the crosschair. Up, he's searching. What shall he shoot now? Thank you so much. Thank you for accepting it and understanding it. and participating with our uh, memory. You are listening to Things That Matter. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this Sochcast. What is your Soch? Send us your comments on our Facebook page and Instagram page. It's time for you to do your own Sochcast at Sochcast. अपनी सोच दुनिया को सुनाओ सोच का